The one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine is quickly approaching, and Ukraine is going through a lot of ammunition. Joining us now, CBS military consultant Jeff McCausland. Jeff, good morning. It's my understanding that NATO allies have been meeting this week to discuss sending more aid to Ukraine. What are the latest details on that? Well, that's exactly right. What Secretary of Defense Austin said at the press conference around that meeting of up to 450 countries who provide assistance to Ukraine is that we're with Ukraine for the long haul. This war could go on for a substantial period of time. I think some estimates are it could go on for another year or more. As a consequence, which you put your finger on, Deanna, is correct. Concern about such things as ammunition. The Ukrainians expend, for example, about 5,000 rounds of artillery ammunition every single day. A lot of that is now 155 ammo because those are the kind of guns we've been providing them. Well, the U.S. total production of 155 annually is only 175,000 rounds. So they go through our entire one-year production in about six weeks. Wow. Now, the Pentagon, the White House, has put through legislation in the last defense budget to expand production by about 500%, bringing us to a level of production that we haven't seen since the Korean War. Uh, but that's going to take 18 months, two years for industry to meet those requirements. And that's not just the 155. The same is true for things like javelins, which are now trying desperately to increase production rate of those anti-tank weapons. Some weapons we provided the Ukrainians, which they've used a lot of, such as Stinger air defense weapons, our production lines have closed. And if we're going to produce those, we're going to have to reopen those assembly lines. And around the world, there's just not a lot, particularly in the West, capacity for producing that kind of ammo for an extended conflict, as we now see unfolding in Ukraine. Right. And a lot of Ukrainian forces have been asking for more heavy-duty equipment, specifically tanks and fighter jets and whatnot. And a lot of that is likely going to come out of their of the European side. And efforts to get those uh, those vehicles have been really, really difficult. Have there been, has there been any progress on those efforts? Well, they really have. I mean, we, in the last few weeks, of course, the final agreement was made to provide Ukraine tanks. Most importantly, the, the Leo-3 tank provided by the Germans. I know there are about 2,000 Leo-3s all across Europe. It's one of the principal tanks in the NATO inventory. And now 11 countries have offered up that they will provide Leo-3s and and older versions of the Leopard to the Ukraine. But that being said, it's going to be some period of time before that particular weapon can arrive. You've got to train the crew as well as provide the piece of equipment. We want to provide Ukraine the capability and not just a weapon that's going to break down, and they don't have the spare parts to fix it. They don't have the ammo to shoot out of it. They don't have the fuel it requires. This makes it also a very complicated requirement for Ukraine, because we're also going to provide them the M1 Abrams tank from the United States, only about 30 or so. Well, different fuel in the M1 than the Leo 3, different spare parts, different ammunition, which makes that whole logistical question even more complicated. Got it. And we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That'll be sometime next week. And there's an anticipation of a major new offensive from the Russian side. Do we do we have any immediate information on that, or is it all too soon to tell? No, it's not too soon to tell. Some in Ukraine think that offensive is already unfolding in places like Bulidar and Bakhmut down in the Donbass region. We've seen uh, intensive uh, offensive operations by the Russians. That being said, those seem to be very, very poorly executed, largely mass infantry assaults with very little coordination between heavy armor, artillery, close air support, and the like. 
And literally, the Russians have suffered unbelievable casualties over the last couple of weeks. Two of their naval infantry brigades in the last week or so have been basically decimated. There was one report of a company of uh, Russian Marines and only eight soldiers uh, actually survived the fighting. And we get that comes out as we get reports coming out of intelligence that the Russians may have suffered up to 200,000 casualties in the last year, year in this war, probably 50,000 of those being killed in action. Wow. CBS Mil- Military Consultant Jeff McCausland joining us this morning. Jeff, thank you so much. My pleasure.